Welcome to the Central Church of Christ podcast. We are located at 3501 Cheviot Avenue, Cincinnati, Ohio, 45211. It is our mission to worship God and follow Jesus as we love and serve in His name through the power of the Holy Spirit. Come see us sometime at 1030 on a Sunday morning or each Wednesday as we feed the community at 530 p.m. We hope the following message inspires you in some way. morning everybody would you bow with me in prayer please heavenly father we thank you so much for the uh, lord's day that you've given us we thank you for this uh, weekend where we uh, have been able to reconnect with uh, relatives and friends and uh, uh, share a good meal and just enjoy each other's company Uh, thank you for the people who are here today I know there will be a lot of people uh, traveling uh, back home, uh, uh, and just give them all a safe trip uh, today. I uh, know we all have our own uh, people who we're very concerned about in terms of uh, their illness or, or uh, concerning their family, and I just pray that you would uh, bless those people as uh, we individually think about uh, those individuals. Continue to be with us in our worship and uh, help me to have a memory of things that I want to say and should say and help us all to be uh, good listeners. Uh, We thank you so much for Jesus and the fact that he died on the cross for our sins, that he intercedes for us now at uh, your right hand and uh, thank you for that and thank you for the knowledge that we have that he loves us and cares about us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, I've been assigned uh, from our book that we've been using as a basis for our lessons, uh, number 21, which deals with uh, time and money. And each of those is a rather uh, large topic. And what I've chosen to do today is to limit it to time. And the reason is we're all equal with time. We now be equal with money and our desire for it, or however we look at money, but we all have exactly the same amount of time. And each moment is a blessing that God has given to us because of time. Uh, when you think about uh, time, there is, for example, 168 hours per week in a week. There are 1,440 minutes in a day and 10,080 minutes in a week. And they are there for us to use. And the question that I pose today is how well do we use the time allotted to us? I think one of the ways that we can uh, see this is in a game I'm sure that most of us have played when we were children. And it's the idea of hide and seek. And you may uh, picture yourself at age 10 or 12, and you were in this particular situation, and uh, you, I don't know, you have two or three, or uh, several here, obviously, uh, hiding. 
But notice the process that's involved that I think demonstrates to us the whole idea of what time means to us. Okay, first of all, someone is it. Someone is it. And then the person uh, is surely coming. The person coming when he gets ready. A person coming whether you're ready or not. And if you're not ready, you pay the consequences. We've all been there, haven't we? Now notice as you look at that outline that that's pretty much what Jesus did with his time on this earth. Think about it. He came to us. Uh, he was coming when he got ready. He was coming whether you were ready or not. And if we're not ready, we pay the consequences. That's kind of the same principle that's involved with the way we look at Jesus coming and his presence and the way that he has handled himself uh, while he was here on earth. And I think we can learn a lot from that, but I think we can also look more carefully at the whole concept of time. Have you ever realized how much our language deals with time? Now, there are two full pages on Google that I found that all have a different use of the word time. But let me just give you a few samples that I think we can all relate to. It's a bad time, keep time, on time, out of time, pass the time of day, time after time. Time flies, about time, all the time, at the same time. We've all used those expressions, haven't we? And there are many more that we could also use in that regard. But I think the thing that we're often doing is we're always rushing around to find more time. And as you can see from this uh, slide, I don't think there is that much. I mean, we only have so much. And so as a, as a result, it makes it very difficult uh, for us in our way of uh, doing what God wants us to do. So what I want to do this morning is to give you some some t tips or some ideas on how to uh, handle time. Now, it, it, it can be depressing sometimes when you think about the brevity of time. For example, you all may remember a movie, especially if you're a little bit uh, mature in age. This came out in 1959, and it's called On the Beach. And it was a uh, very popular movie at the time. Uh, it's about an atomic holocaust and then people realize that after the terrible event they only have six months to live. And it tells how they live those last six months. Uh, I think it could be kind of depressing to think about this but the point I want to make is simply it gives you an idea of when there is a very limited amount of time. And because of that, the movie starring some of the big stars at that time uh, was a, uh, a huge success. Uh, with that in mind, I like to think about some ways that we can make better use of our time. Number one is to pay attention to how you use time. Uh, just think about this morning, for example. What, what have you done with the time that you've had since you got up? 
how many, and I don't want to show hands on this, how many had a hard time getting up because you were still tired, you've eaten too much, you've been too much involved in games and talking to people the last few days? And so it was not an easy way of getting up. And you might say, well, you know, Steve, I really needed those extra minutes. You know, we can justify how we use time in a variety of ways, can't we? Uh, Jesus is uh, very specific about this in some places. And and one of my favorite examples of this is that found in uh, Luke chapter 10. And the last uh, few verses of that chapter where Jesus is having a conversation uh, with... uh, Mary and Martha, and the the background is this. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. He's really chastising her about her use of time. What's most important, the material or the spiritual? Jesus is making a very important point here. It's important about the way we use time that we understand and emphasize the actual use of time for doing things the Lord wants us to do. Uh, I I thought about this in regard to the uh, feeding of the 5,000. Have you ever thought about the fact that uh, uh, they were uh, having a meeting, obviously, and and there was a a lot of attention? And so Jesus said, why why waste this time with with just having this? Let's Let's have a meal together as well. So he really had kind of a we might say spiritually a business meeting and they all got together and they had uh, food and he, he might say this, I'm, I'm making a, a little extrapolation here, but he might say, okay, does anybody have a sandwich today? Anybody in the room have a sandwich? Uh, what kind is it? Oh, it's a fish sandwich. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you uh, start sharing those, that salmon with, with the people around? And lo and behold, he has enough to feed everyone. And they're gathered together. Now, what do the apostles want to do? They want to go home. But Jesus says, no, I've got a great opportunity here. I don't want to waste that opportunity. And so what you see here is an application of taking a moment and making the best use of time in that particular situation. You know, Jesus was very sensitive to how he used time. In John chapter 9, verse 4, he said, I must work the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. What are some ways that we can make sure that we use time in the right kinds of ways? I think one is a a habit I picked up a number of years ago, and that is journaling. I don't know how many of you keep track of what happens in your life, but uh, it's a very important part of what I do is uh, I journal. I journal. I've been doing it probably for maybe 15 years. And I have uh, usually two or three of these books a year uh, with the journaling part of it. But it's kind of fascinating to go back a few months or a few years sometimes and see what was happening in your life. And oftentimes it's a time to be able to evaluate, okay, (laughs) I can't believe I spent my time doing that. But what it does, it makes us more aware of time that we have. And the other uh, 
kind of book that I keep is an idea book. So if I get an idea in a Bible class or I get an idea in something I've read, I write it down. And it's been really uh, fascinating to me since I retired. I've gone through some of my idea books over the last several years. And it's fascinating what I was writing down then versus what I might write down today. Uh, in other words, if you can do things that will make you conscious of the way we use time, can, very be, can be very helpful in helping us improve uh, in, in the future. Uh, a second point I want to make is that future time is not promised. Future time is not promised. Uh, and I think there's a great example of this uh, in the book of Daniel, and it's in Daniel chapter 5. It's a familiar story with us, with Belshazzar, in terms of, uh, remember the time he was, he was eating and drinking and just having a big time with his people, and there's the fingers writing on the wall, which would be scary enough, I think, in and of itself. But then notice what that says. This is the inscription that was written. This is what the words mean. God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. You have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. And your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. And that very night, Belshazzar was slain. That very night. You see, he wasn't expecting that. But you see, time is not promised to us. And you know, the, there's a lot of verses, I think, that help us understand this. Let's just look at a few of these uh, on the slides along the way. Uh, in Matthew uh, chapter 6, uh, I can't read that. 6 and verse 10, give us today our daily bread, or the next one. Behold, this is the day which the Lord has given. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Isn't that one of our favorite uh, verses in regard to time? And then in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. Uh, Josh, would you read that for me, please? And the next uh, verse, would you go ahead and continue, please? I think we have another one yet. I can read that. The admonition of Jesus was to take care of the present day. And I think that's the same admonition that he would have for us today. Um, you, you can't worry about what's going to happen next week or next month, but be, be aware of the time that he's given you, which is the, the, current, the current time. And I know that's hard to do sometimes, uh, but I think... If we can learn to do that, it makes a huge difference in the way we handle our time. Uh, I, I don't know whether you find this to be the case or not, but I think there, there's a lack of urgency about the way we live our lives today. I think there's a, a concept of how uh, people think, well, I've got all kinds of time to do this or this or this. And even though we rush around and we often have uh, challenges in the way we use time, I think... Uh, I see this in regard to the way we serve the Lord. I see it sometimes in the way we uh, act about our, our uh, uh, work and our play. And as a result, I think 
we don't see the urgency of using the time that we have uh, right now. Uh, a, th a third point I would make is that a good use of time assures that we are always ready. And, and I think Paul demonstrates that when he said in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verses uh, 6 and following, he said, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I fought the good fight, I finished the race, I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. What is he saying? I've used my time as well as I can. I'm ready. My time of departure is at hand, and I'm, I'm, I'm going for it. This is, this is the time for me. And I think that's a great way of saying it. But another uh, part of what Paul wrote, this time in Philippians uh, chapter 4, I think gives us a good idea of how we can use our time to the glory of God. So if you, if you want to look uh, with me at uh, Philippians chapter uh, 4, and uh, beginning in verse uh, 6, uh, Paul writes these words, Rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Okay, from those verses, what do we, what do we learn? What, what are some ways that we can spend our time? We can rejoice in the Lord, can't we? That's a nice way of using time, and it probably gives us a better view of our thoughts and how we should go about what we're doing at that time. Uh, be gentle to all. Another way of saying that is be nice to people. That's one of the ways we can show the good use of time. Uh, cheer up people. If you see somebody that looks they're, they're down, what can you do to lift them up? And that, I think, is seen in, in these verses as well. Uh, do not be anxious. Worry is not going to help you in anything. But in everything by prayer, okay, another thing that we can do to use our time well, and petition with thanksgiving. We've had an opportunity of doing that in a big way this weekend, haven't we? But that's something that we can do on a regular basis that will indicate to us a better way of using time. I think there are a variety of ways that we can do that, but I think one way is just to think about the day ahead of you. Uh, I know one of the things that Lanita and I do uh, usually on Sunday is to talk about what's going on in the week. So what appointments do we have? Uh, when do we need to be uh, with the other person to do whatever it is that we're talking about? Just looking at the days, looking at the week uh, is a way, I think, of making a better plan for how we, how we use uh, our time. Uh, the final thing I've mentioned is there is a time to rest. I love the expression, someone began at some point, and we all use this at times, I think. Come on, Steve, give it a rest. Well, that can be literal where we need to have rest. I think, for example, of a passage in Exodus chapter 20, uh, Exodus chapter 23, and beginning in verse uh, number uh, 12, uh, for six years you are to sow your fields and harvest the crops, 
But during the seventh year, let the land be unplowed and unused. Then the poor among your people may get food from it, and the wild animals may eat what they leave. Do the same with your vineyard and your olive grove. Six days do you work, but on the seventh day do not work, so that your ox and your donkey may rest, and the slave born in your household and the alien as well may be refreshed. Notice that last part. Why, why to be refreshed? And maybe this weekend has been a time to do some of that because you've, you've had some time off, uh, you're in a little bit different situation, and so that may be a part of that specifically. Uh, I think we can call that rest time by different names, don't you? You might say, uh, I know Lenita and I have used this in the past when we had a porch, let's, let's have some porch time together. And that's one of the ways of, uh, of identifying that. Uh, maybe it's the devotional time you have on your own in the mornings. That may be a time that you have rest or before you go to bed at night. Uh, there are a lot of ways, I think, that we can do that. And one of my favorite examples of this is with Job, who made that grand statement, stand still and consider the wonderful works of God. And I think time is a gift that we all have currently to glorify God and to do what he wants us uh, to do. Uh, by summary, let me just give you what I think are a few uh, examples of uh, applications of what we just talked about. I think number one is to realize that we have a limited time on earth. Uh, Larry King was interviewing Billy Graham and asked the preacher this question, what is the greatest thought you have had in the last 20 years? And his answer was the brevity of life. And I think that's something that we don't uh, fully appreciate. No matter how long we live, uh, life is, is brief. And remember what uh, was read a few moments ago, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Again, we have a limited amount of time on earth. Number two, I think we are to make good use of our time. I think number three, time is fleeting. Um, it could be that you haven't seen some of the relatives that you saw this weekend in a few years. Have there been any changes? Certainly. Time is fleeting. We don't realize how quickly we change and the way our uh, face looks, our hair looks. I, I used to have brown hair. Can you believe that? Uh, but time is fleeting. It goes uh, so, fa so, so fast. Uh, another, I think it's important to remember, is uh, be always present. When you're there, be there. Uh, and I have a, a real problem with this at times. Somebody will ask me a question, and I haven't really been there, and uh, I will ask them to repeat the question. Uh, in fact, my wife is shaking her head right now in that, in that affirmative. And my, maybe others have the same kinds of concerns as well. I don't know. Uh, and the final thing I would suggest in terms of just practical is to be able to measure your time. Uh, how do you plan your day? How do you use your day? Uh, what are things that you can do to make that uh, work for you? Uh, one of my favorite lines in regard to this was from Joseph Bailey, who said, God's people should plan for a voyage, a voyage of a thousand years, but be prepared to ab abandon the ship tonight. And I think that's something that's important for us to consider as we think about time. 
I don't know what your situation is this morning. Maybe you would like to have prayers. Maybe you would like to have some uh, opportunity to uh, talk with someone. And uh, uh, we hang around afterwards. And so if you are in so inclined, talk to someone on the row with you. Uh, if you would like to uh, have them pray with you, that would be great. If you just want to share a thought with them, that's okay as well. If you want to ask a question, uh, people here today are, are willing and, uh, and able to do that for you. Uh, so let's consider as we end our year, the next several weeks, to remember in application to this something that Jim said to us a few weeks ago, which I think includes a lot related to time he said let's have intentional gratitude or what are some ways that we can look around us and be grateful uh, be willing to forgive uh, what are some people that maybe that you need to talk to about forgiveness uh, be eternally hopeful he talked about doing and that certainly is something that we can use with our time is the hopes that we have because of Jesus and then finally being able to trust uh, in the Lord. Those four points he asked us to review and think about for the rest of the year specifically. Um, I forgot what's on the agenda next. Pardon me? Okay, back to Andy. Thank you. Brad.